Good morning, and we welcome to the program once again Sean Durbin with the Decatur County Health Department. Good morning to you, Sean. Good morning, Tom. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you doing this morning? Great. Couldn't be any better. Excellent. And, uh, Sean, uh, Decatur County has been hit with a uh, recent spike in uh, COVID-19 cases all of a sudden. Um, can you uh, walk us through uh, where this began and uh, where we're headed? Sure. So we actually, I think, just looking at the, the raw numbers of positive cases anymore is kind of hard to do because of the home testing. So we have... Um, definitely seen a spike even with the home testing so just for example in april we only had 22 cases reported in may it was 82 and in june already we're at 120 so we're definitely seeing a spike it looks like it correlates well with just about any other county in in indiana and the entire state so we're seeing a small spike it's not like it was at the height of omicron with the ba1 variant but this appears to be the ba2 variant um, and we are seeing about a 17.5% rate of reinfection. So those are the people who've already had it are still getting infected again. Of course, that means that 82.5% are, are new infections. Um, we had several uh, outbreaks in some group settings, which was concerning. Um, and I think that's probably what's put us on the highest alert Um uh, one was at a youth camp, um, and you know those are always concerning just because of any kind of a congregate living situation. Um, it can spread pretty quickly. Good news is the BA2 variant and the BA1 variant both tend to uh, infect mostly the upper respiratory system, so we're seeing less of the severe complications. So our hospitalizations and deaths are, are down. Um, but we still do occasionally see them across the state, and uh, you know we had a hospitalization here. Um, so the the concern is just that if we have another big outbreak again, deaths and uh, hospitalizations will go up. You uh, mentioned the uh, the camp setting. Uh, was there uh, any information on the uh, where the other uh, so-called super spreader event took place? Um, yeah, we've, I mean, we've identified those, um, none of them, uh, but we've pretty much determined that they've burned themselves out already and we don't have any concern with, uh, further spread from any of those. Um, so we're not really identifying where they were specifically at this point because there is no danger to the public. You talked about, uh, test kits and, uh, things of that nature. Where can, uh, people pick those up? So Decatur County Health Department has a large supply of home test kits available. They're free. Um, all you have to do is walk in and ask for them, and we'll give them to you. Um, you can also still get them from the federal government if you haven't already. I believe it's four per household, I think, is what they are there. But um, anyway, you can still reach out to that on their website. And um, so, and plus, they can be purchased. Um, I see they're for sale just about everywhere. Every pharmacy has them. Um, and we're still doing, of course, free testing at the health department, and we will continue to test through the end of the year at least. So for those, we're seeing a lot of testing on people who need a negative uh, for uh, cruise or travel or uh, concerts and that kind of thing. So another thing that kind of, uh, you know, we're not we're not getting to report some of the, the positives. We're, we're reporting a lot of negatives because that's what we're seeing a lot of. 
And uh, again, with the test uh, kits, Sean, I mean, it's been kind of a double-edged sword, has it not? The fact that they're available, but at the same time, uh, maybe uh, there, there might be some uh, underreporting taking place? That's correct, Tom. We have, we're, we're sure we're getting a lot of uh, underreporting. Um, I'm in pretty close contact with the, the doctors around town, and I'm hearing that they get a lot of calls from their patients that, hey, I had a home test and it was positive. So we, we know that there's a lot of positives out there that are not being reported. We do ask people if they do a home test to go ahead and report. The home tests do have the instructions on how you report your, your results, positive or negative. We do ask them to report. And if, they, if that would happen, it would, it would give us a higher accuracy. But I think one of the things that um, we're, we're really focusing on now um, because of the availability of the home tests and the lack of reporting there is watching those hospitalizations. If we start to see those climb, that's when we get really concerned. Of course, you know, with the, with the group outbreaks that we had in Decatur County, we were very concerned that, um, you know, for the most part was last week, but we're still, you know, urging people to um, operate with high caution here. Um, we did move into the medium status on the CDC's website. Um, so that is mostly just a, a heightened awareness of what's going on. If you have, if you are immunocompromised, you might want to consider wearing a mask. Um, whenever you go out, I would still urge people to wear a mask in large crowds at this point anyway. Yeah, and I know that uh, health officer, uh, Dr. Mary McCullough, uh, pretty much talked about uh, the, you know, masking, especially in indoor settings. That's correct, yeah. Um, you know, it's still, it's still going to spread. It's a, the BA, all of the BA variants appear to be very transmissible, and, and that's a concern. And another concern we have is there's a BA3 and a BA4 variant of the Omicron um, variant that um, – appears to, and this it appears to, it's, it's actually uh, becoming widespread in the British Isles, appears to infect lower in the respiratory system. And it, it's too early to say that for sure. But if that is true, then we could possibly see another outbreak with worse outcomes. So still want to encourage people to get their COVID vaccines. And uh, that kind of uh, dovetails into what I was going to ask next as far as uh, vaccines and also uh, boosters and, uh, you know, how people can uh, go about those and, uh, you know, where they're available around the county. Sure. There's several places you can go. Um, the hospital, of course, has been doing it since the beginning, and they're still there. The pharmacies in town, I believe, are all doing it. And, of course, the health department is still giving vaccines. Now, um, we, at this point, do not have a public health nurse. Um, ours has retired after many long years of great service, and um, so we're in the process of, of taking care of that. But in the meantime, the Indiana Department of Health is helping us out with the vaccines, and they will be here today and tomorrow and Wednesday from 9 to 3, and we will do the first, second, or booster shots there. All right, so uh, excellent information to uh, pass along there. And uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick timeout, and uh, we're going to take a look at uh, some other things going on that uh, people need to be aware of health-wise as we speak with Sean Durbin with the Decatur County Health Department. And uh, we'll have more with Sean right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. 
Let To-Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To-Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To-Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our conversation with John Durbin with the Decatur County Health Department. And of course, uh, in the first segment, we had, uh, talked about the uh, recent uh, COVID spike in the county. and But uh, now we're uh, shifting to something else that's uh, gotten a lot of attention uh, lately, Sean, and that's been uh, monkeypox. Yeah, that's right. We had our first case in Indiana, and, um, you know, we can probably expect to see some more. It is not probably something we're going to see like COVID, of course, um, just because of the the way it's transmitted. But uh, the World Health Organization did declare it a pandemic last week. Um, and as of Thursday of last week, there were 3,308 cases in 42 countries across the world. So, you know, we are definitely seeing an increase. But the risk is on the general population is pretty low. And as long as you um, stay away from the higher risk factors, um, which would be, um, you know, close contact with somebody who's infected um, and with their bodily fluids and skin to skin contact, you know, keeping washing your hands. We keep saying, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. And that keeps a lot of diseases from spreading, but it works well here. So, um, we're not super concerned with a, a large outbreak here, but we we should probably expect to see more cases. So if um, people have a rash with a fever, headaches, chills, muscle legs, exhaustion, um, they should see their physician because it, it is possible. Um, the rash looks a little different than most rashes. Um, I would urge people to go to the CDC website, and you can actually see pictures of what the rash looks like. Uh, and I know uh, Dr. Chris Box, the uh, state health commissioner, uh, pretty much echoes what uh, you're saying, the fact that uh, the spread of monkeypox among the general public is uh, is relatively, you know, extremely low. Yeah, that's right. We want to keep our eye on it, I guess, is, is where we're at now. We are not panicking by any means. Yeah, it's just a just kind of like a a word to the wise to be out and um, and of course you mentioned uh, something that uh, we've heard a lot about during the, the COVID nineteen pandemic, and that is uh, close contact. And uh, I know that that's something that the the uh, I know at least at the state level they've been uh, keeping a close eye on. Yeah, yeah, close contact um, with COVID is a little different than the close contact with uh, monkeypox. Close contact with the monkeypox, we're talking about skin-to-skin contact or prolonged face-to-face contact with an infected. Uh, It definitely can spread through respiratory droplets, but it's mostly mostly through other bodily fluids. Um, And if you should be around somebody who does have it, if you're an older guy like me, you're probably going to be okay because you have just smallpox vaccine. Those those of us who are are older than our 40s um, have a smallpox vaccine, so uh, seems to have about an 85% protection rate against monkeypox. And even if you should get it, it's a far less severe disease. So uh, we would urge people if they can, if they should have this by some chance that. Uh, the Perhaps their caretaker has had the uh, smallpox vaccine, but we do urge you know the contact with uh, bedding that somebody might have where they might have slept if they're infected to to limit that contact. 
Um, you can still wash those linens and that kind of thing, but just uh, take full precautions there um, if you are indeed a caretaker, someone who has it. Uh, shifting gears here, Sean, uh, this is that time of the year where uh, people need to be concerned about ticks and tick-borne illnesses and diseases. Uh, that's right, Tom. Um, you know, there's a lot of we're, we're keeping pretty busy at the health department because this is that time of year. You know, we're looking at the vector-borne diseases is, is what we call that, and the vectors, of course, right now are ticks and mosquitoes. And, we, you know, kind of right now just kind of we're talking about ticks because it looks like it might be a pretty uh, good tick season, good for the ticks, not good for us, for sure. And we have seen in Decatur County that between 30 and 40 percent of the ticks that are tested in Decatur County do come up positive for the bacteria that carries Lyme disease. So uh, that's a concern, and um, there are lots of, lots of good information on how to remove ticks, how to prevent ticks um, at the Indiana Department of Health website. Um, and just uh, you can just do Indiana Department of Health ticks and come up with all kinds of great information on ticks and mosquitoes and just about anything else you want to find. Um, so we do urge people to take a look at that and take the preventive measures for ticks now this time of year because they are coming out. And to what do you attribute the uh, bumper crop, shall we say, of uh, ticks this year? Is it because we had such a, uh, a rainy uh, spring? Yeah, there's a lot of reasons, and mostly it is weather-related. That's correct. Um, so we can see uh, an increase in ticks just because the weather patterns for spring are excellent for uh, the breeding population to survive, and therefore we have a large explosion of tick population. Um, the uh, it, A lot of it can depend on the winter as well. If we don't have a, a really, really, really cold winter, we can end up with more. And um, really just, uh, you know, part of well, climate change is attributed to a lot of it. So we do, uh, there's a lot of reasons, actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it seems to be kind of uh, all over the place. Uh, mostly we've seen an, a, a large population increase, or not population increase, but just a, a lot of ticks this year um, in the eastern part of the United States. And as far as uh, what uh, people should look for, uh, or at least, or at least uh, preventative measures that uh, people can take uh, to prevent uh, getting a tick-borne illness. Yeah, of course. Um, if you go out, if you're going outside, and you're going to be outside, probably not in your yard, but just about anywhere, um, go ahead and wear the um, insect repellents. Just spray yourself with any of the sprays that contain DEET. Um, some work better than others. Um, but we do recommend the DEET or there's a couple other different ones. But most most of your over-the-counter common ones do have the DEET in them. Um, you know, wearing long pants, long sleeves, um, depending on, on where you're going, a hat or, and of course, not wearing sandals, shoes that, you know, cover your entire foot. And, and while you're outside, you may need to reapply that insect repellent. Just follow your product um, instructions there for that. Try to, if you're out in the field, or if you're out taking a hike, try and stay on the trail because uh, your grassy areas are going to be where you're going to attract most ticks. As a matter of fact, when we do tick drags, we like to go out to meadows and, and fields and, and places that have a lot of grass because that's where they are. And, um, you know, as you're out there, just keep 
checking for ticks. You can check the outside of your clothes. You can kind of check, you know, make sure they're not crawling up your legs. Uh, and then when you get home, of course, you want to go ahead and take off all your clothes and, and check yourself well for any ticks and, uh, you know, jump in the shower, uh, Look, our, our, uh, your clothing uh, can go in the dryer. That'll kill any ticks. So um, when you check yourself for ticks, you want to look around your hair, your ears, your arms, your waist, your belly button, your legs, your, uh, the back of the knees. So there's a lot of areas there that you know you can't see readily. You might need to actually have some help getting checked. Um, the small ticks are very, very small. So um, it takes a pretty good eye to find them. All right. And then uh, anything else uh, before we uh, let you get back to it today, Sean? Um, I do want to say that, uh, again, I had mentioned that we are without a nurse right now, but again, we have some help coming in. Um, beginning on July 13th, we will have uh, vaccination clinics for childhood vaccinations. We are woefully behind in Indiana on childhood vaccinations due to the pandemic, I think. Um, a lot of people didn't go out, so now we are, are way behind on getting kids caught up to where they need to be. So we really urge people to come in, get their childhood uh, vaccinations, see us, come to us, come to your pediatrician. Um, we are on on the July 13th, August 10th, and uh, September 7th. Uh, from 10 to 2, we are doing vaccine clinics. And these are all comers. So if you, we've in the past, we've only done uninsured. We'll take anybody here. So we really encourage people to come out, get your shots. There's never any charge to you, uh, but we do, you know, we will bill insurance companies um, and just really encourage that. Uh, if you want to maybe save yourself from an office visit to your pediatrician or your doctor or it's just more convenient or you're someone who's always come to the health department to get your shots we can do you so um, really really want to encourage children to get caught up on their vaccines so we don't have spread of other diseases all right so again your office is uh, the uh, relatively uh, new headquarters on ireland street and again the hours for those uh, and uh, dates and hours again for those uh, vaccination clinics sean July 13th, August 10th, and September 7th from 10 to 2. That's uh, the Indiana Immunization Coalition is, is helping us out on that, so we thank them greatly. All right, well, Sean Durbin with the Decatur County Health Department, we appreciate your time this morning. Stay well, and we will talk to you again in the future. Thank you, Tom. Been a pleasure to talk to you.